This is the One About Retirement podcast with Rhett Wood and Mark Rose from Retirement Income Strategies. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rhett and Mark provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the One About Retirement podcast with Rhett Wood and Mark Rose. Hello, and welcome to the One About Retirement podcast. My name is Mark Rose, and he's Rhett Wood. If any time during the show you want to learn more information, feel free to give us a call, 405-703-3858, or visit us online at retirementincomeok.com. And while at our website, feel free to head over to our media page and check out past shows and subscribe to our show on iTunes or Google Play. Just search The One About Retirement. That will ensure that you're always kept up to date with our latest episodes. So, Rhett, how are you doing this afternoon? Well, really, really good. You know, things are good. Busy, 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 but busy is good. That's true. Uh, Things are going well. I got the uh, fun, enjoyable task today of going to the tag agency for the fourth time. How many more times do you think it'll take? Well, I think it's done today. So what I was doing is Cher, my wife, got a new vehicle, and we were putting, as we should have with our trust, we were putting the vehicle in the trust. We were funding the trust, changing the title into the name of the trust. So when Cher and I are both gone, the that will not go through probate. That's a good thing to do. It has been a painful, long, arduous process from when we bought the vehicle at the dealership. Well. Little did I know, your trust cannot be named on the title at the dealership because we were taking a loan out on it. Right. And so your trust has no credit, so you can't... So you got to put it in your name or your name or whoever. Right. So we put it in my personal name. And so then I waited the week and a half to get the paperwork. I got that. I went to the tag agency, paid my tag, tax, and title, and thought, great, I can do it now. Knock it out. They said, no, no, nay, nay. They say nay, nay. They cannot do it now because it was not the title. It was just the paperwork from the dealership. Mm. So So then you had to wait for a title. Yes, they had to issue the title in my individual name. So that took another week and a half. And so I was very excited. That came in over the weekend. So this morning for the third trip to the tag agency, I took it all in there. I had my certificate or memo of trust. Everything was ready. And the lady says, I'm sorry, you have to verify your mileage and you need to have another person <laughs> sign here and you need to get notarized. <laughs> I thought, okay. You know, they need like a checklist to yes. just give you. These are the items. Yeah, or Do just tell, yeah. Tell, tell me all the information at once. Yeah. Okay. And so I thought, hmm, okay. So I came back and, of course, you, you signed it for me. So all you right. signed the title. And we had a discussion in that moment. This doesn't feel right. I don't think this is correct. It wasn't right? No, it was wrong. I I haven't told you this. Yes, it was wrong. So where they said, you know, have him sign whether he's selling it and you're the buyer and they'll verify the mileage and have it notarized. No. What do they want? I get there and the lady's like, oh, I'm sorry. This is not filled out right. And I. I Is it the same person you've been talking to? No, different person. And I did not lose my cookies. Yeah, I, I just good. sat there you and know, said, count to 10. what do we need to do to get it correct? Because I promise this was what I was told this morning. Yeah, this is not right. 
So then I had to fill out an affidavit of error saying that the first assignment, what I was told this morning, or what I thought I was told this morning, filled it out this way. Had to write handwritten affidavit of error saying, no, that's not correct. And then the nice little lady took pity on my soul and said, I'll help you. And so then we filled out the back of the title and we had it. I was the seller. My trust was the buyer. The buyer. Okay. Filled in the all that stuff. She got my ID. I took the all the. Now we're done. Wow. And so hopefully the correct title will show up in another week and a half. And it'll say that the trust owns it. Yes. Out of my name and it'll be in the name of the trust, which is. For us, the way it should be. And we wonder why sometimes people make a trust and never fund it. Because mm, it's it's mind-boggling. And it was another $33 in the state of Oklahoma. Frustrating. So, which kind of lends to what we're talking about today. Well, this idea of uh, being financially literate. Yeah. I was not, I didn't understand the process. And because I didn't understand the process, there was a lot of frustration because I felt like I was going back and forth to the tag agency and, and and every time I went, there was a new requirement. Oh, oh well, you got to do this, Mr. Rose. Holy cow. That's similar to when people are not financially literate or they just don't understand everything. It can create some some uneasiness, some anxiety, or just some frustration. Yeah. So some confusion problems. Yes. Yeah, yes. Sorts. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today is the idea of financial literacy and how important it is when it comes to making plans for your future. So first of all, what does it mean to be financially literate? Well, having financial literacy means that you have the knowledge, you've got the skills and the confidence that you need in order to make sound financial decisions that fit your own unique situation. So many people think that the cornerstone of personal finances would be budgeting, uh, avoiding or managing debt and diversification, but you really need fluency in order to achieve a rewarding and secure financial life. So people often spend a significant amount of time, money, and energy focusing on getting a job, but they don't necessarily carefully consider how they will manage the money that they will receive once they have that job. So in the same way that you might be an expert on classical rock and roll or vintage cars or sports memorabilia or craft beer or whatever, you know, we should be literate in the realm of our personal finance. But it seems like a lack of financial literacy is a widespread issue. Since starting the financial industry, we've come across people who, despite their hard work, still feel like their finances don't reflect their efforts. And the amount of money you're making, however, is, is not what determines your financial future. It's more about how solid your plan is. You know, we've seen individuals who are drowning in credit card debt, but they make a lot of money. On the other hand, there are those with modest incomes and they have no debt and strong investments. So more income doesn't necessarily translate to a better financial decision. So let's take a little time to talk a little bit more about the difference between those two types of people. I think it comes down to the education that they have received regarding finance. Uh, of course, everyone would love to have, um, you know, and make smart financial decisions that will positive, positively affect them and, you know, prepare them for the future. But many have never really been given the opportunity to learn how. So according, uh, according to a Fortune article, nearly two-thirds of Americans can't pass a basic test of financial literacy. The lack of financial literacy in our country has even led the government to designate April as National Financial Literacy Month for mm. over a decade. Mm. So let's put this into perspective. 44% of Americans don't have enough cash to cover a $400 emergency, according to a Forbes article about how badly America is failing at this financial literacy idea. 
and the median out-of-pocket cost for emergency medical expense is $1,000, according to a Federal Reserve annual survey. So that means that almost half of Americans are one accident away from receiving a bill in the mail that they can't afford to cover. And it may be harder to imagine right now since the job market's strong, but imagine the setback an individual would have if they were to lose their job and and have less than $400 in their account. That's terrifying. This all ties back to understanding the importance of an emergency fund and having a better grasp on financial sense. Another statistic that sheds light on our financial know-how in America is that 43% of those with student loans are not making payments. More than 16 million people in the U.S. have a master's degree, and that's about 8% of that of the population. But master's degrees have become about as commonplace as a bachelor degree was back in the 60s. With that popularity comes a growing number of individuals who have put off paying off student loans. Now, granted, the rising cost of tuition play a key role in graduates struggling to pay off loans. I mean, I know this well as my <laughs> our oldest daughter right now. Is, yeah. <laughs> yes, our oldest daughter is a freshman in college, but. But I think overall, it, it would help students to have a better understanding. And, and what we talk about with, you know, with my wife and I we talk about with Abby, our oldest daughter, is how the repayment of those plans, what's, what's that look like? This is not free money. Mm-hmm. This is a loan. That means you have to pay this back. And that idea of understanding that, that key role and understanding what that means, well, it may help make better informed decisions, you know, about their, her degree and other people's degree and education options. Because, you know, if I realize I'm going to have to pay this money back, well, maybe I don't, I don't borrow as much while I'm in college. Maybe I, eat. maybe you live at home instead of on campus. You maybe, know. Yeah, I don't just, you know, it's not just money. Oh, I get this great check. Now I'm going to buy a, you know, $2,000 a month apartment and live it up in college. Well, you're going to pay for it later. Yes. And have that understanding, I think is very, very important. So this is a great topic, but let's take a break for this part of the show and we'll talk more when we come back. I want to encourage those who are listening, whether you are confident in your financial literacy or if you aren't even sure how compounding interest works, we are here to help you. Stay tuned as we'll talk more about how you can gain confidence in your finances. To learn more about us and our company, visit us at retirementincomeok.com or call our office at 405-703-3858 and we'll be happy to answer any questions we can. Retirement can be both exciting and intimidating. At Retirement Income Strategies, we have found many people fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. Since deciding when to file for your benefit is so important, our firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you'd like a complimentary copy, call our office at 405-703-3858 or visit us at retirementincomeok.com to learn more. Welcome back to the One About Retirement podcast. My name is Mark Rose and he's Rhett Wood. If at any point during the show you want to learn more information, feel free to give us a call 405-703-3858 or visit us online at retirementincomeok.com. And while at the website, feel free to head over to our media page and check out past shows and subscribe to our show on iTunes or Google Play. That'll ensure that you're always kept up to date with the latest episodes. Now in the first segment of the show, Rhett, We talked about the importance of financial literacy and shared a few statistics that shed light on how many Americans lack financial literacy. One of those was the alarming amount of Americans that don't have enough cash to cover a $400 unexpected emergency. 
The other was that almost half of Americans with student loans are making no payments toward those loans. And another thing that we have to consider is credit card debt. Yes. That's another big one. According to a recent study from Value Penguin, 38% of households in the U.S. have credit card debt. So over a third of households. And they also found that the average household has a credit card debt of $5,700. Now, that's a pretty big number when you consider they don't have $400 in emergency money. Yep, that's a lot of money. Uh, that's way too much. Uh, you know, I had a client just recently tell me it's only an emergency if you don't have the money. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a scary thing to consider. But the interest that accrues while you're maintaining a credit card debt can be incredibly damaging to your financial situation, often increasing the amount that you'll ultimately pay towards that purchase. Uh, many people with credit card debt are unaware that they are paying so much in interest or more importantly, that they are there are strategies that can help them reduce uh, their interest amounts. It just comes down to having a budget and repayment plan in place and having the discipline and stick to it. Now, another point that we're talking about in this area of financial literacy or, or lack thereof, I should say, is in the retirement realm. Go Banking Rates conducted a survey of millennials, Generation Xers and baby boomers asking how much they had saved for retirement. The results were very bleak and revealed that many people are not on the right track to covering their expenses in retirement. In fact, they found that 56% of Americans have less than $10,000 saved for the golden years. That's amazing. Whenever you get all three of those generations in together, you would think that uh, the baby boomers who are now either at retirement or very close to would you know, bring that average up, but that's a, that's a scary thought. Yeah. And there might be many reasons behind this failure to that's, plan for the that's future. True. That's Lots true. Lots of different circumstances. It doesn't mean that people are bad. It just yeah. means we, we as, a, as a whole, haven't planned very well. Yeah. And retirement planning can be overwhelming, and there's no denying that. I mean, where do you even start is probably the, the question, or who do you even go to is something that we know that people struggle with. So especially when the future always seems further away than it actually is. And the feeling of discouragement may stem from a lack of education regarding the importance of financial planning when it comes to retirement. Granted, uh, that might not be everyone. I know a few people who have said that they don't feel it's worth it to open up a retirement account because their employer doesn't match or the hassle of rolling over funds with any job is less than appealing. You know, it's not the most exciting and fun topic, you know, to talk about. So they put it off. Yep. Especially younger folks oh, that, yeah. that, that they, they feel and think it's so far away. I, I'm going to, you know, do that later. I don't have enough money. Yeah. I got to buy diapers or I got to, you know, buy baby formula or other things. And that's reality. Sure. I know when I started, I was 21. And so my natural market that I'm trying to educate and talk to is other 21 year old idiots <laughs> like myself at the time, you know, trying to say, Hey, you should open up a Roth Ooh. IRA. And number one, they don't know what that is and they don't care. They you don't know? care. That's <laughs> correct. Well, our time for this segment is coming to an end, regardless of how overwhelmed or uncertain you feel when it comes to your finances, it's vitally important that you begin to put together a retirement plan as soon as possible. Our goal at retirement income strategies is to cut through the industry jargon, financial misconceptions and uncertainties you may have and help you accomplish your income goals. We work hard to set people like you up with the tools and accounts to help you succeed in retirement, regardless of what phase of life you're in. So whether you need help managing your debt, devising a repayment plan, or you just want help with creating a personalized strategy for your retirement, Rhett and I are here to help. So if you or someone you know would like help, Feel free to visit our website at retirementincomeok.com or call our office at 405-703-3858 to learn more. Most people plan on taking their Social Security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. 
but did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call Retirement Income Strategies at 405-703-3858 or visit retirementincomeok.com to request your complimentary Social Security Maximization Report that will help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit. And welcome back to our last segment for this show of Are You Financially Literate? We have been discussing some of the ways people may be financially illiterate, including the shocking amount of Americans that don't have enough to cover a $400 emergency, the number of people who are taking steps to repay their student loans, the prevalence of credit card debt among American households, and finally, the amount of people who have little to nothing saved for retirement. So these facts point to a broader issue. And that issue is that many Americans lack very basic financial literacy. Now that we've talked about some of the problems surrounding a lack of financial literacy, let's talk about where do we go from here? Let's not just bring up the problem. Let's provide some possible solutions for folks. Definitely. So there are only a few states that require personal finance classes for high schoolers. Well, thankfully, Oklahoma is one of them. That's great. I believe that if we had more widespread financial education programs, we might have a, a little more of people that are financially literate and understand what's going on. Without classes on finances, individuals are just left to navigate the oftentimes confusing and you know ever-evolving world of finances on their own. And I don't know about you, Rhett, but most people that I know would rather watch paint dry or do a host of other hobbies than sit down and read about smart financial choices. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's easy to put things off until they become a, a big problem. That's right. <laughs> In many cases. Unfortunately, many people don't realize how important it is to learn about smart money choices until it is too late and they maybe can't afford the retirement or future that they've always envisioned. So hopefully parents, public schools, employers, universities, different groups like that begin taking the steps to promote financial wellness. And after all, they are positioned to create a much needed change and maybe part of the country's financial solution. But we can't sit around waiting for that to happen. It's important to start taking the proper steps now. That's right. It may seem overwhelming to get involved in your finances, but you'll be so much better off in the future if you start taking control of your financial life now. You can start by reading as much as you can. I know, I know, I know what you're thinking. You know, hard pass on that dull, boring <laughs> financial reading stuff. But if you start small and you get more into browsing Money Matters related magazines and newspapers that, you know, Wall Street Journal, Barron's, Fortune, Forbes, those are great examples. You might be surprised how quickly you start to get a grasp of things. Another useful thing to start is using financial management tools. When you connect a financial management tool like Mint or other related services to your personal accounts, they will allow you to connect your checking, your savings, your credit cards, and your mortgage. You can watch them all come together and kind of get on top of your money. It's an easy way to manage your finances in one place and gain literacy over all of your finances. You know, another thing that we think is really important is that you ask uh, for expert advice. In the same way that you wouldn't perform brain surgery on your own because you weren't trained in that skill, you should consult a trusted financial services professional with experience and, and that can help you understand how to budget and how to save and That's how right. to deal with these different financial issues that we all face as we go throughout life. Professionals can help you look at how you're handling your finances and make suggestions on how you can start to pay off any debts that you have or consolidate and manage the finances with the plan based on your unique situation. Aside from that, take advantage of the networks that you have access to. Whether it's a podcast, a webinar, a blog, there are countless financial education options available to you, much more today than there were 10 or 20 years ago. Um, 
you know, we love our listeners that listen to our topics. We hope that we give some really good information on a variety of things, but there's lots of different resources out there. And be sure to look within your immediate network too. Uh, consult successful friends or family in your circle of influence and utilize the knowledge that they have and can share. There are truly endless options to expand your financial literacy if you're willing to take those steps to, to learn. That's true. You got you got to be willing and you got to make take the, the initiative, put the got, work yeah. into it to figure out and improve your financial literacy. So that brings us to the end of this week's show. I'm hoping that you got something out of our show today and have a better idea of some of the ways that you can become more financially literate and take control of your money. More importantly, however, we want to stress that you don't have to feel overwhelmed by your financial situation. If you are feeling overwhelmed or you just want another opinion on your unique situation, feel free to give Rhett and I a call and we would be happy to work with you. If you have any questions about today's show or comments, please do not hesitate to contact us at 405-703-3858 or visit us at our website at retirementincomeok.com. And this concludes our time for today's show with Rhett Wood and Mark Rose from Retirement Income Strategies. Join us for another show of the One About Retirement podcast. Take care and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the One About Retirement podcast. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Rhett Wood or Mark Rose at Retirement Income Strategies. Call 405-703-3858 or visit them online at retirementincomeok.com. Brett Wood and Mark Rose and Retirement Income Strategies, Inc. are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.